Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, good morning. This is uh, End Times Friday, and this will be airing uh, actually the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, so it's kind of an a important day, and hopefully people will be uh, having a little bit of time to process it. I uh, hope you had a good Thanksgiving and are having a good Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Uh, you and I, uh, because of the holidays, particularly, we, we kind of get ahead of things a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. So we tape uh, uh, about three to four weeks even ahead of time of things so that, because uh, we're going be, to take basically the second half of the month off in, in November for our Thanksgiving time. And then uh, Christmas coming up, uh, so we're trying to get ahead of that a little bit as well. So uh, uh, we've had some uh, very uh, momentous things happen and are going to happen uh, here recently. We've been talking about Israel mm-hmm. uh, and the election, um, and by now everybody you know should have seen the news and, and kind of know it. But we're we're going to announce it in terms of because it just happened. Uh, this week that we're taping, but Netanyahu's group uh, basically looks like they they won the election, uh, which is big big news. Big big news. Yeah. And um, at the moment, uh, they've got ninety, I think ninety two to ninety five percent of the vote counted, so they don't see any change really happening with the final you know a little vote that has to be counted. Uh, and his his block. Remember in Israel. Um, He's got a period of days now to get his block together, right? Well, it's it's a matter of uh, the fact that he has um, already had the block ready to go. And the block that he's got ready to go um, has 65 uh, seats. Oh, so that's ample. Yeah. So this he really will get it now. Yeah, and all they need is uh, 61 uh, and if they get the 61, uh, then beyond 61, then they form a government and they'll have a solid block. So they don't even have to try to convince somebody from the other side to come over. They've already got how their... long does that block hold? I mean, how long does that hold now? Because, you know, we've honestly, as much as, as for the last few years following Israeli election, it's been that there's a constant upheaval because, of trying to get these blocks together. And so honestly, I don't remember how long they actually serve in terms of a term before an election would come again. What does that look like now? Yeah, um, they generally uh, will serve uh, for, uh, it's, a, it's actually a range. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like America where it's every four years. Okay. Uh, it's a range of somewhere between four and six years if they hold up. And sometime between that four and six years that they have to call for a new election. And of course, the, the party in power is trying to determine the best timing for them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and they have, because they're in power, they have, they've been given them a little bit of a privilege to make the call. Uh, oh, interesting. So it's okay. not, it's, it, there has to be a certain limit to that, but they can say, okay, we've decided that we're going to have another election uh, now, partly because mm-hmm. they, they think that the people will continue to vote them in. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, or uh, they reach the limit, which I think, I think is six years. I'll check on that. Um, and then, um, or if the block falls apart, because remember, and this is, this is funny, this is what happened to the last government. Um, they form up and they, and they declare, see each party, remember there's seven, eight, nine, ten parties there. So, right. uh, each party declares I'm part of your block. Yes, you can, you can form mm-hmm. a, form a government in the middle of it one of those parties can say, you know what? You're not doing anything for me. You're not agreeing with me. You're not allowing me mm. to have any influence. I officially exit the block. Mm. When they, and then do they have to refill those slots up to 61? No, no. What happens is, okay, you just uh, became a, a non-functioning government and you have to call a new election. Oh, wow. Um, so that's all it takes. That's all it takes. And that's what happened. Mm. Uh, okay. Because the other party last year, uh, wound the other block wound up in power. And one of their parties that said, I'm part of that block a year ago, mm-hmm. during that during this last year, said officially, I, I'm exiting the block. And now it forced them into having an election. Okay. So do you know, um, and you may not have this information, but do you know how many parties are involved in the 65 part block that Netanyahu seems to have gotten now and who they are? Uh, well, there, um, uh, there's four, or five, I think there's five or six parties. Mm-hmm. Um, and it splits, you know, think of, and we're going to talk about Brazil here in a second, but, um, it's it kind of splits between the conservative mm-hmm. uh, and the liberal, or right. or the uh, you know the conservative or the progressive. So uh, Netanyahu's block are different; they have slightly different party identities. They have slightly different thoughts, but they're all already lined up as conservative. Right. Okay. Uh, and and they and that's why they came together. And the people know, they've known that this block that Netanyahu already had put in place, uh, you know, if you vote these parties in, mm-hmm. then we're going to get the majority and we'll be able to rule a government as a as a block. So mm-hmm. it's it's both. I'm voting for that particular party because I'm affiliated with that. But also, I know that I'm I am putting Netanyahu back in place, and the, you know the conservative uh, movement. Uh, so uh, uh, they they understand it. Uh, so let me uh, see if I have any info here about it. Um, uh, uh, let's see if he can give the uh, the parties. Um, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't say, um, 
that might be something we can find out later as it as it all unfolds. Yep. You know. Yep. Um, so that's that's in place, and so uh, with that, uh, Netanyahu is uh, very conservative, uh, biblical, really. He's really uh, believes that the land God gave them is from God, and uh, he can't right. he can't give it up. He is against the two state solution against, completely. Against the two state solution, and is very clever in terms of how to uh, process it well and negotiate it well, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see the impact Mm -hmm. of what now happens with Israel since it'll have, first of all, a ruling, stable, conservative government that, uh, again, as we talked about, the uh, Sunnis, uh, who are the uh, Arab Muslims, are very favorable right now toward Israel. And the Shiites, who are radical, are against Israel. And Mm -hmm. the Sunnis actually want to help Israel in a sense, make sure that the Shiites, which is led by Iran, uh, and they've even threatened nuclear weapons, that mm-hmm. uh, they they keep them from being able to destroy the Middle East, basically. Uh, right. So uh, it'll see. But the, remember, in the end, everybody turns on Israel. Right. Which is really interesting to watch, I think, as all of this unfolds right now, because you are seeing, you know, you said we're going to talk about Brazil a little bit in a minute, but we are seeing um, a shift to so many far, far left governments coming in now and that going on. And then you've got Netanyahu coming in, who is so conservative and far right. And so you can kind of see things aligning for the potential for everyone to come against Israel, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because they're going to be really, they're the ones at the moment. They're one of the few in the world that is actually uh, pretty uh, conservative Mm-hmm. As a block, as a block again, it'll be led, right. it'd be led as a nation, you know, says so every other nation, you know, Europe, um, uh, United States. And uh, and now as we're talking about South America, uh, mm-hmm. that has all shifted from conservative to progressive or, shi- uh, you know, to liberal right. uh, opposite perspective um, and different values and different thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, about the, that and. Uh, at the same time, we had they they had the Brazil election, and um, they they uh, uh, brought in a very progressive liberal leader and his government. And this is a person that was in <laughs> he was in jail for corruption. Yes, um, yeah, he led previously as part of the Workers Party. And there was so much corruption that went on during that time that he actually was serving a sentence that not only now did they choose to elect him, but they actually, like, I guess they called it annulled, they annulled the charges against him um, and then put him in office again when he was, like, clearly convicted of corruption. (laughs) Right, yeah. Um, So uh, the people of Brazil are pretty conservative, generally speaking. So mm-hmm. there's a, there's a little bit high of, percentage Christian in Brazil. There's a, there's a, a big question mark about how did this happen, mm-hmm. um, and they're they're wondering about election you know integrity and all that. But um, how did this happen? And now the what's the implication of that? Because as other countries in South America has adopted progressive situations, their economies mm-hmm. have really declined. Yes. Um, and so you got South America, 
Now, with Brazil having been the leader, particularly in a conservative economic way, mm-hmm. is now going to be led under a progressive system that probably is going to impact negatively their economy. Yeah. Uh, and what does that mean, you know, for that whole area? And there's not much left in South America uh, that is conservative and or have any, yeah, any I kind believe- of... Ecuador and Uruguay are now officially the only two that are still in conservative leadership. Yep. In South America. Yep. Uh, I think that's right. Uh, so, uh, you know, when you look at that, um, you know, it's um, it's really uh, interesting of what's going to happen economically mm-hmm. uh, because uh, uh, in this... This is something, I think we mentioned this before, but the Federal Reserve in America, uh, lots of lots of very progressive policies. The economy, of course, has high inflation, supply mm-hmm. chain issues, you know, uh, et cetera. The, um, the Federal Reserve, for the first time in its history, is now um, actually is, is uh, unprofitable because mm. the interest that, that they're charging for governments to fund the treasuries is lower than what they have to pay. Uh, right. So uh, why? Well, if they raised it where they should be, it would it would collapse the system. Um, mm. And so it's well, they can't do that yet. Um, uh, mm-hmm. they, they, if they did it, they could, but they but they aren't ready to do it. Uh, so these governments around the world are very, very weak uh, and have lots of economic issues uh, as a result of it that is going to you know, see what happens. Because remember, the end is um, uh, the cabal or the harlot collapses the system economically mm-hmm. and then comes with one world government. The solution becomes the one world government, one, one, one world economy. One world government and the, and the mm-hmm. economy. And the, and the benefit of that is, that, hey, if you do this, you're going to all be you know, given back your normal economic mm-hmm. life. So there's a, there's a great adoption of that, except for the remnant uh, that understands what's going on spiritually. Uh, and then the, um, uh, the whole thing you know, moves into the Antichrist and the beast and uh, every, everything that we've talked about. Um, so it'll be interesting to see you know, what happens in the, uh, South America mm-hmm. uh, because of this great shift that you know, people are wondering, you know, what happened here and how does that, what does right. that mean? Uh, with Israel, we got to watch it. Okay, what does that mean? Because mm-hmm. remember, the whole world comes against Israel. So right. does something happen with Netanyahu in power that causes even even the favorable attitude right now to shift uh, because it is going to shift. And so the mm-hmm. in- interesting thing is let's watch that. And now we have, and by the time this airs, the, uh, the United States will know we, we haven't, we, we're not quite there. It'll be a week from now when we're going to see this, but um, the election of the um, United States, mid what they call the midterm, midterm yeah. election. And does the shift go back to a Republican uh, or a conservative house and Senate with a democratic president, mm-hmm. uh, which I believe uh, will take us into uh, gridlock, further further mm-hmm. gridlock and chaos uh, because of how our system, and I think it's all intended to 
diminish the uh, confidence in, mm. in government so that when the one world government comes, uh, it is Again, uh, read- welcomed. readily welcomed is because, mm-hmm. yeah, because your, your government can handle it. First of all, it's global. And two is mm-hmm. that you can see your government hasn't been able to do it anyway, you know. So I think I think we're going to see uh, lots of things happen out of this election to see, okay, what happened and where does it go and what's the reaction to it, you know. So right. uh, that'll, that'll be forthcoming. We'll talk about that, should talk about that next time. Uh, but at the moment, uh, we don't know. Uh, so, uh, we will, we will see how that goes. Um, so, uh, as we've been talking about, you know, we talked about the mark of the beast and, and how significant that was. And I think we did a, a really good job of that in terms of, uh, setting that up and understanding the importance of it and the significance mm-hmm. of it and the implication of it. So again, if anybody hasn't uh, really pursued that. I'd urge you to go back over the last, actually, couple of months uh, on our Good time, End Times Friday, uh, Good Times, End Times Friday, where we did talk about the Mark of the Beast and mm-hmm. uh, lots of great discussion there about what it is it and what is it not and how are we going to know and, you know, how significant is that. Um, so um, uh, let's go ahead and, and as we talk about, you know, what is happening um, and this is something to really keep in mind. Um, it's spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, as we look at what really is going on. Right. Uh, we tend to interpret things in the natural. You know, hey, we're just in a phase of, of certain economic cycle. We're in a political cycle. Mm-hmm. And everybody's trying to uh, try to explain it uh, naturally. Right. Uh, well, if we understand the truth, the real thing going on in our life is spiritual. Yes. So that, uh, you know, God says, remember, you're not just dealing with natural, but you're dealing with the spiritual and a much larger story. And Paul, Paul mm-hmm. makes a statement, you know, in Ephesians, uh, you're not fighting against flesh and blood. You're fighting against what? Powers and principalities. Principalities and powers, yeah. Uh, because there's really a battle going on um and let me let me try to set it up properly is that um originally when uh uh, god created heaven and earth and adam and eve and mankind um it was perfect Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was in perfect communion and uh, we were the adam and eve were to be the physical representative of the invisible god on a perfect earth that was in perfect harmony with God. And, mm-hmm. he, and he, at the same time, he gave, because of his nature, and this is a deep, profound thing, uh, he gave free will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, with that free will, there was the possibility of basically taking this beautiful uh, desire and plan of God and making it something different, which, which Adam and Eve did because they were tempted by Satan to... Uh, uh, exercise their will. No, you surely won't die. And they did. And when they did, they died. Their spiritual element died. And they handed over the authority of the earth to Satan. Right. Uh, okay. Ever since, what is Satan trying to do? He's trying Steal, to... Steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. Well, yeah. His, his ultimate goal is to eliminate uh, the, the power essence of God on earth mm-hmm. so that all the beings on earth... You know, basically follow Satan. Uh, 
Right. Uh, well, God set up Israel, by the way, uh, as a nation to uh, process through truth, receive truth, and then live out truth and be preserved. Mm-hmm. Uh, through that came Christ, and Christ solved the problem uh, by taking on the penalty uh, and giving us an opportunity to regain back. That's why he calls it being born again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the death, the loss of the spirit can be regained and born again. Your spirit can reenter you as you receive Christ. Um, and uh, all you have to do is believe it. It's not something you do. It's something you receive. Okay, now, mm-hmm. as, a, now as a believer, you're called to either live the life of the spirit and follow, be led by the spirit, or to live the life of a carnal self-centeredness and operate as if you're a practical atheist, wherein Romans says you have uh, put to death back the power of the Spirit. You, mm-hmm. have, you have separated yourself from God. You have, you're at enmity against God, and you cannot please him. Okay, so Satan is now trying to, uh, if he can, get every, literally there, there would be no believer following God on earth so that then he could have complete control. Okay, now think about right. this. So um, at the end, um, he sets it up. And, we, and we've talked about the Antichrist. What does he do? Mm-hmm. Well, he gets in power and comes against specifically believers. Right. Uh, to try to capture them and put them away and kill them, ultimately, mm-hmm. so that there's no believer on earth. Um, and it says... Uh, that uh, in Daniel, we read this, remember, that um, yes, he does, but um, they're preserved by God when judgment comes. Well, we know judgment mm-hmm. comes mid-trip. Right. Now, okay, so, uh, and again, the Antichrist has said, um, I'm God, that brings God's wrath, and he brings judgment. Okay, mm-hmm. now... Um, Maybe either that is the moment of the rapture of the of the remnant mm-hmm. mid-trib and he takes them out. And they or, escape the wrath at that point. Or yeah. or they're preserved like Moses uh, in Israel was when the plagues came against uh, uh, Egypt. But uh, we know that the the believer probably is is gone uh, or certainly not functioning. Uh, I'm talking about the spirit-led believer. So what's left? Israel. Mm -hmm. Uh, Israel, by that time, wakes up and says, Jesus is the Messiah. And Mm. we receive him as our Lord and Savior. And now they become the ones with the Holy Spirit being being led by God. Okay, now, so Satan hasn't hasn't won the day yet. Okay. Okay, so what, therefore, think about what's Satan's goal with Israel. At that point. It's not going to be to wipe out Israel. It's to wipe it out, literally, and kill everybody so that if I can, if they're the ones last one standing and I can get rid of them, then I've got mm-hmm. everybody in the world with no, no God because there's no physical representative of the invisible God on earth. Mm. Um, and, they, and they try and they try and they try. And of course, God's bringing his wrath, asking people to repent, which they don't do, by the way. <laughs> right. Um, and... Uh, Israel is able through their technology to be able to not be conquered. 
Mm-hmm. So what do they decide? You know what? Uh, we're doing this all wrong. Uh, we're trying with modern technology, but Israel has equally uh, valued uh, technology that can counteract what we do. Uh, with all of our force, uh, we can't we can't conquer them with technology. So let's you know what? Let's go back to something very simple. Let's go back to just mankind numbers and and build an army that will go hand to hand and just to kill everybody hand to hand. And they've amassed a, a army of 200 million. Uh, mm. Israel. And this is what is all prophesied in the book of Revelation. It's, right? it's all there. Yeah. Um, yep. And, uh, and we'll, we'll get into that again later, but uh, yeah, it's all there. And Israel right now is only seven or 8 million in total anyway. I mean, so mm-hmm. think about, that's why they, they do it to such a level. Hmm. It's not like, well, let's get 20 million. That should be 7 million. No, let's get 200 million. And mm-hmm. there's no way they can, they can conquer us. And we'll just march physically and kill everybody hand to hand. Yeah, they'll have guns. Yeah, they'll have weapons. But uh, we'll be able to have more. And they, they can't, they can't uh, you know, uh, conquer us. And they they gather in the valley of Megiddo, uh, and uh, uh, actually, let me let me see if I can get to the, the scripture on that. But um, uh, they they gather. Uh, let me see if I can get there. Um, uh, yeah. So if you go to um, Revelation 19 and read verses 11 uh, through uh, 21. Revelation 19. Revelation 19, 11 through 21. Sure. Hang on. Let me get my glasses out. (laughs) Okay. It says, Now I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like the flame of fire, on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a white robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, and with that, that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself would rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of fierceness and the wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his white robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the birds that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather together for the supper of the great God, that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses and those who sit on them, and the flesh of all people, free and slave, both small and great. And I saw the beast, the king of the earth, and their armies gathered together to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. Then the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet who worked signs in his presence, by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. 
These two were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone, and the rest were killed with the sword, which proceeded from the mouth of him who sat on the horse, and all the birds were filled with their flesh. Yep. Um, so um, they're gathering for the great battle, mm-hmm. uh, and that brings on uh, Christ, who uh, you know comes and basically conquers what's really going on, which is you know the Satan. Uh, the anti- spiritual warfare, the spiritual here, yeah. warfare, the Antichrist and the false prophet, uh, because they've they've decided that if they can eliminate Israel, mm-hmm. then they can actually have no representative of God on earth, no Holy Spirit functioning on earth, and then everybody will be worshiping the beast, and and Satan will uh, have won the control of the earth completely. Uh, which mm-hmm. is where the the great you know battle is. Uh, okay, so just to uh, verify uh, the battle, go to uh, uh, Revelation sixteen. Uh, this is talking about the uh, the judgment that's coming. But look at uh, verses uh, twelve to sixteen. Uh, sure. This is sixteen twelve to sixteen. Then the sixth angel poured out his bowl, and on the river his bowl on the river great euphrates and its water was dried up so the way of the kings from the east might be prepared and i saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet for they are spirits of demons performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth and to of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of god almighty behold i am coming as a thief Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And they gathered them together to the place called in Hebrew Armageddon. Yeah, Armageddon, the Valley of Megiddo. Uh, this is a massive place right right uh, north of uh, Jerusalem. Okay. Uh, and so uh, spiritually, Satan has gathered an army to try to come against and annihilate Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of it, they think, um, I'll be able to beat this because of the numbers of it, 200 million. Right. Um, and of course this is where Christ comes and because it's demonic, he's got power over the demonic and he mm-hmm. then brings judgment and brings, uh, the power of victory against it. And uh, the Satan and the, the false prophet and the Antichrist are, uh, the, the false prophet and the Antichrist are killed. Satan mm-hmm. Satan is bound up. Uh, and uh, this is when Christ ushers in the millennium, you know, which, we'll, which we'll spend mm-hmm. some more time talking about. So that's why if you look at the whole right now, uh, it's to get the earth in a place of uh, no confidence in their governments, Mm-hmm. economic problem, ultimately a collapse, the rise of the one, the beast, the one world government, mm-hmm. uh, the rise of the Antichrist comes specifically against Christians who are followers of God in order to eliminate the, the essence of any spiritual activity on earth by God because that's, mm-hmm. that's where Satan is headed in terms of his goal, which is why he, he forms up, you know, the battle of, of Armageddon. So mm-hmm. that's why we can look at the things we need to watch, right. Are going to be economic. Right. Um, what happens to the trust in governments around the world? Um, what, what goes on with Israel? 
mm-hmm. because it says here that everybody comes against Israel. Uh, so right now there's a favor even amongst certain Muslim nations like, with Israel, and that will have to shift if we're true if, if we're right. truly headed into the end. So this, these are the things that uh, again we can't predict. You know, is it going to happen in the next year or two? Uh, God just says, watch the signs. Mm-hmm. And, and un- so we're doing just that. <laughs> under, understand things, n- knowing truth. Mm-hmm. Okay, what? Tribulation, beast, antichrist, mm-hmm. uh, God's wrath, Israel, uh, the battle of Armageddon. I mean, that's all true. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely true. We just don't know exactly when. However, because of what's happening today, is this the signs of this coming? And are we supposed to pay attention to it? Uh, and again, underneath it, I'll just let me help encourage everybody is uh, it is important to do it. More importantly, uh, to at least be at this point, it's to, and we'll get into this further, uh, particularly next time when we talk about what's happening in the world spiritually, is um, even if it's just a negative time or a hard time mm-hmm. or a, a severe time uh, of earth, we as believers have to be in a position where we just follow God yes, uh, completely. Um, and we got to learn that his supernatural is true, that he can overcome things, that all of our problems can be resolved. Covenant life is still available to us. Mm-hmm. If we learn that, um, it, it'll either be preparation for what's coming, or at least it will strengthen us during a tough time, which we know is happening right. and way different than we are. So, so don't well, ignore it's it. Really learning, yeah, watching the signs and learning to walk in the spirit. Right. Truly, you know, and you think about the the parable of the virgins and the oil, and that you know, oil in the Bible has always been representative of the power of the Holy Spirit right, too. Right. And so, just thinking, our call in this time, regardless, like you said, of whether we are, you know a minute away from the whole thing or we're, you know, years away from it. Our call is still to learn to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, because that is what we are going to need to be doing. That is how we bring light and truth to the world. And that is our call as Christians is to bring the gospel where we go. And so we need to be learning to walk in the spirit. That's right. Yep. Well, let's, uh, we'll pick it up next time. Next time we're going to talk more about the, uh, the spiritual dynamic of it and this aspect of, What's the difference between a believer who's in the carnal and one that's in the spirit? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's good. So that we can, and, and, and Paul, by the way, speaks to it, and, and uh, the Old Testament speaks to it, is certain things happen. Uh, and he, again, he's talking about believers of perception and thought and, and what we, how we function uh, that we need to understand. So we don't, mm-hmm. we don't look at it and say, well, I'm a Christian, so it doesn't matter. Well, it, it does matter. Uh, right. And how you walk matters. And are you willing to be spiritual and follow God or are you going to follow carnal? And we got we got to talk about that. So we'll get into that a little bit next time. So, Father, thank you for Great. the privilege of uh, understanding what is going on right now. We see these amazing things with Israel and South America and America and uh, what's coming up uh, next. And You're just asking us to receive it all and then process it and get ready for what you have in mind as we learn to follow you. And we praise you and thank you now in Christ's name. Amen. 
Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us, everyone. I hope that you found today both informative and challenging and just are reminded to practice just walking with God. That's the beauty of it all. Keep coming back to him and just continuing that 24-7 intimacy with him. That's what matters. All right. (laughs) Have a great afternoon, everybody. See you soon. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.